Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. These are the Daily Tech Headlines for Thursday, May 9th, 2019. I'm Rich Straffolino. In an op-ed for the New York Times, Facebook co-founder Chris Hughes called on the U.S. government to break up Facebook using the Sherman Antitrust Act and creating an agency to regulate tech companies with a focus on citizen privacy. He criticized CEO Mark Zuckerberg's control of 60% of voting shares for the company as creating a board that works as an advisory council rather than an overseer and called on him to be personally accountable for privacy on the platform. He stated he saw nothing unethical or suspicious in Facebook's acquisitions of WhatsApp and Instagram, but criticized the FTC for allowing them to occur. Hughes left Facebook in 2007 and liquidated all shares in 2012. U.S. Senator Josh Howley announced the Protecting Children from Abusive Games Act that seeks to ban pay-to-win microtransactions and loot boxes in games designed for minors or that knowingly allow minor players to engage in microtransactions. In the press release, Howley stated developers shouldn't be allowed to monetize addiction in games for minors and that developers should wall off microtransactions in other games when played by minors. The FTC promised in late 2018 to investigate loot boxes following a letter from Senator Maggie Hassan. Samsung co-CEO DJ Ko told the Korea Herald that the company has reviewed the defect in the Galaxy Fold and plans to confirm a new launch date by the end of the week. This will reportedly involve improving the durability of the exposed areas of the hinge and reducing the gap between the screen's bezels and its protective layer. Roku reported it lost $0.09 cents per share in Q1 on revenue of $207 million, up 51% on the year. Analysts had expected revenue of $190 million and a loss of $0.24 cents a share. Advertising platform revenue grew 79% in the year to $134 million, while sales of set-top boxes grew at a more modest 18% to $72.5 million. Active users grew $2 million in the quarter to $29.1 million. The company estimates that a third of all smart TVs sold in the U.S. in Q1 ran Roku's OS, making the top smart TV OS in the country for the first time. Alibaba Wholesale Marketplace's president Trudy Dai told the Financial Times that the e-commerce platform is making changes to allow retailers from countries outside of China to sell goods on the service. Alibaba now allows small and medium businesses in Russia, Turkey, Italy, and Spain to sell goods on the AliExpress network. Alibaba plans to expand the program to other markets after building up the initial launch experience. The move comes as Alibaba sees slowing growth. In Q3 2019, the company grew revenue 41%, its slowest pace since early 2016. E-scooter startup Bird announced new models called the Bird One, which, unlike its current fleet, is available for purchase. Bird scooters were originally designed by Xiaomi and Segway 9Bot and depreciated quickly. Bird One has a larger battery, more durable frame, and is designed to stay in circulation for at least 12 months. Pre-orders are now open for $1,299. Intel CEO Bob Swan said Wednesday that Intel will launch its 7-nanometer chip products in 2021. Intel's mass production 10-nanometer chips were delayed but should launch later this year. The company did launch the Core i3-8121U at 10 nanometers using the Cannon Lake architecture earlier in 2019. On an investor call, Redfin CEO Glenn Kelman acknowledged that the company started the Redfin Direct program in Boston over the last six weeks, allowing home buyers to make an offer on a resale listing without an agent. Potential home buyers must complete a 55-question form to build a competitive offer and pay Redfin 1% of the purchase price, replacing agent fees that can be up to 2.5%. In the initial trial, of the 122 listings with accepted offers, five were from Redfin Direct, with 12 rejecting the direct offer. However, these bids were competitive. Kelman stated the program will next expand to Virginia. 
Bloomberg reports that, according to sources, Google's paid music services now have more than 15 million subscribers. The number includes subscribers to YouTube Music and Google Play Music. While not citing specific numbers, YouTube stated that music and premium subscribers grew 60% on the year as of March. And finally, Google announced it's launching pending transactions, which will let Android users in emerging markets pay for apps and in-app purchases with cash, bank transfers, and direct debit. When downloading an app, users can select an alternative payment at checkout. This will generate a payment code, which can be taken to nearby stores that accept Google Pay to make the payment. Users will receive their purchase within 10 minutes and a proof of payment email. Refunds, however, will only be available with Play Store credit. Remember, for more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to Daily Tech News Show at dailytechnewsshow.com. And remember to rate and review Daily Tech Headlines wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And from all of us here at Daily Tech Headlines, remember, have a super sparkly day.